This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So, again, we're here in a three-part series to talk about thin places. And if you were tuned in last week, um, we had a great start. It was thin places in life. This week, we'll take a focus a little bit more on thin places, heaven. And then next week, Chuck will be back to talk about thin places and the role of prayer. Um, last week, uh, Pastor uh, Dave Lindreth talked a little bit about how it showed up in his world. Sometimes very sick, walking through Wyoming on a misty day, elk ran past him, and, and he discovered it in nature a little bit. Uh, he also then introduced us to a family who had one of those life moments where their daughter, um, they found out you know, she had diabetes, and then the entire community ultimately comes around them, and thin spaces emerge as they uh, work through that life moment and ultimately find a, a therapy dog to help out with it. And again, thin moments just uh, coming up a lot. And then ultimately, he talked about how it often shows up without intentionality, which I thought was great. Sometimes it, it, it's not what we're doing. It just pops up, and those are always welcome. And then lastly, he left us with a calling to say, one of the ways we can help ourselves is maybe by focusing on the present moment, but instead also focusing on the long-term and the eternity aspect of what's going on right now in our lives. And I thought that was a great way to start the series. Uh, so this week, and we go to the next slide, I had to take some liberty because when I started to think about this, talk to many of you, do all these Google searches on it to try and educate myself because I literally have heard about this expression uh, a few months ago. Um, I took the liberty to say we should go off script a little bit, and since Chuck wasn't here to yell at me, uh, I, I stepped back and I thought it is about thin places, but for me, it's also about thin spaces because space tends to connotate uh, time, the element of time. So these thin spaces pop up when we go to certain physical locations, but oftentimes they're, they're just a time in our life. So took a little liberty to, to capture it that way. And I also needed help, and I'm not sure if it's helpful to you because I'm sure you're all much more aware of this than I am. And we spoke of uh, two definitions, and if we go to the first one. So uh, in an interview that Dr. Mark Roberts did, he said he found someone who was uh, able to describe it this way. The thin place is a place where the boundary between heaven and earth is especially thin. It's a place where we can sense the divine more readily. And I loved a lot about that part of the quote because it's not a place that gets invented. It's a place that's there, and we just have to maybe let it get thin and sense it more readily. So I, I really like that one, and there's one other quote. Help me define it. And in this case, there are locales where the distance between heaven and earth collapse. And I love that word, collapse, because when we talk about the thick part of it, it is a collapsing oftentimes. And we're able to catch a glimpse of the divine or the transcendent, or as I like to think of it, the infinite whatever, because I think a lot of these thin moments are not predictable. They're, they're a sense of, you know, a surprise to them. So I love those two definitions. Um, and then lastly, and I've got two corny parts, actually maybe three in this session. This is the first one. The other part that really appeared to me is, you know, the other thin place. And that is, oh, I'm, I see that I'm blinding most of you, but I apologize. Um, the corny aspect of this is this place you're in right now is absolutely a thin place for me. It's been a thin place for my family. 
it's led to a lot of connections that are thin places for, and thin spaces for us. So I wanted to just say personally, this place, this time, is a thin space. And it's thanks to very many volunteers, uh, all of you, our pastor, our, our church. It's been a great place. So that's check mark off the first corny uh, prop. And then lastly, as I open this up, I, I thought there's three questions that maybe we could focus on, or as I like to talk to Larry about, how do we unpack this concept of thin spaces? And the first is a question of what if it's always a thin space, and our role in it is just to remember that it's thin, to get rid of the things that are in our way and make it feel like a thin place. So that's the first question or hypothesis I had. What if it's always a thin place? Secondly, what if it's really not a dark room that we enter when it feels thick, but what if it's really just a shade that needs to be lifted? So there's windows everywhere. We feel the darkness, but what if we could just lift the shade and, and again experience that thinness with heaven? So that's my second question that we'll hopefully work through, uh, more so in the second part after the third song. And then lastly, I was spending so much time thinking about how do I get to my thin place? What were my thin spaces? And when one of the things that could happen to make everything feel thinner, and it realized that many of those thin spaces come not from what I try and do for myself, but when I'm open to a travel agent coming into my life and taking me to that thin space. So the last question I have for you is, can you think of a time where a travel agent has come to you and brought you to that thin space? And we'll, we'll see if, um, some examples of that later on. And if so, maybe we'll do better to focus on how we can be the travel agents for others getting to thin spaces. So those are the things that I was working on getting ready for this. And lastly, there's um, a quote, this time from the Bible. Oh, I forgot. After the, those definitions, I did mean to go here. A thin place oftentimes is just the experience around us. And these are some of the thin spaces that Angela helped um, remind me are out there. And so oftentimes it's an everyday definition, and these are some of the everyday definitions of it. Then the next slide. So from the Gospel of Luke, this quote is, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. And there's the other quote that obviously says, where two or more are gathered, I am there. And again, that would, that's what makes me think of this place as a thin space, and uh, certainly others like that quote. All right, so now it's time to break down the problem a little bit more. And I usually benefit from thinking about what it's not. And a thin space is not always a place, and I referred earlier, sometimes it's just a time. Um, it's not always an epiphany. And everything I research, and I, I would encourage you to look around and ask around, and um, all of the recalling of thin spaces in your life or those around you, it's not always an epiphany. It doesn't always come as a loud voice or a light from heaven. It can come in the most simplest of ways. And I thought that was a wonderful thing. It doesn't have to be a, a big moment, and although for some it often is. Uh, sometimes it's brief, informal, and light. It's not um, always uh, 
reserved for those that are privileged or blessed. It sometimes comes at very broken times as well. And I thought that was just a helpful way for me to think through what it's often not. So it helps then, what can we do individually or as a congregation or as a community to encourage thin spaces to come back? Um, I think for me, and I can only share with some of the experience, it's when I can work on getting my anxieties and my worries And a lot of those are personal. A lot of those are personal struggles. And when I can quiet my mind and get into those places where anxiety and worry can go to the back of the bus, not the front of the bus. Uh, Likewise, I think there's the public anxiety and the public worries. And I don't want to blame media in any way because we're the consumers of media in some way. In some ways, when I'm tuning into the media and I have the radio on the news, and I turn the radio onto a song, that is another way that, for me, it quiets the anxiety and the worries that feel very environmental and very external, and I can quiet it down that way. Uh, And lastly, it's any time that I start to turn so inward that I forget I'm connected. I forget that just I need to gather with one other person, and he is there. So for those times that we're feeling disconnected, and maybe can just shake ourselves out of those moments. I know for myself, it's been great to reconnect. And in those connections, thin spaces happen. And again, I'm doing a lot of foreshadowing if you're not following along. In the second half, I think you'll hear a lot more about folks that have found thin spaces. And I'll encourage you to listen to their story because it, it really was just simply being connected in some ways. Lastly, It's a journey. We're all on a journey. And I thought of it, how does it show up for children? And what's probably pretty obvious is children are probably there all the time. They spend most of their life in thin spaces. And maybe that's a calling for us to kind of regress a little bit and go back to those childlike times where the thickness of worries and anxieties aren't there as much. And if we can revert back to those as maybe a symbol or a a model, that might help. I remembered countless times in my adolescence, and I think a lot of other adolescents who go through those moments that you're you're rocked to your core with everybody telling you uh, what to worry about and how to worry about it. So for adolescents, it's those rare moments where you can back away from it, not feel judged, and not feel like you need to impress. And those are times where adolescents, I think, sometimes get into thin spaces because they connect with friends where they can trust themselves to be themselves. For young adults, I think it shows up as, as they, many get married, uh, many start to have children, and uh, it's a quintessential uh, example of thin spaces as, as you know, we, we have babies and we get married and we, we have all those moments where everything dissolves around you and the focus is at that present moment, but very much an eye towards eternity at those moments. And I thought that's young adults. For me, as I am no longer a young adult, I'm uh, reluctant to say, It was as my children started reaching moments in their lives and reaching those moments where thin spaces happened to them through no help whatsoever of me or anyone else. And that's just that proud moment of watching thinness happen and watch them find their path. That was a thin space for me as I watched them find theirs. 
And then lastly, as, as time goes on, it's oftentimes as we get older and, and see things change around us, and it might be the loss of a loved one. Uh, oftentimes, the loss of a parent is, is one of the earlier experiences, and how those tender moments feel very broken, very lost, can oftentimes lead to the thin moments of memory and remembering and reconnecting to all those things that brought us there. So that's how the journey, I think, tends to evolve and how thick and thin places happen over time. Now, I'll turn it over to a video, I'm hoping. Um, th- this morning, um, I got to tell you, the volunteers at this place are phenomenal. As late as last night, as early as this morning, I'm asking Stephen to replace video A with video B and insert this. And so thank you for all the volunteers. Thank you for knowing that it is uh, sometimes a, uh, an experiment that we're, we're working through. But we'll try and turn to a video. And if it doesn't work out, I can quickly explain it. And the last part of this you know, intro to the video is I will ask all of you after the service to take my wife off my back for using this video because this is the corniest thing and she gave me 30 better examples and I chose to be thick and use this one so afterwards if this uh, at all works out uh, you can help me later Give it one more second, and then we'll switch to the ad-lib portion. All right, there is divine intervention. The video's not working, which means my wife is closer to God because my video is not going to be playing, and I'm going to tell you about Kelly's video. So in in this video that um, Kelly found as she was helping me was the story of a four-year-old boy who, through his father, was watching something where um, an animal's uh, parent passed away, and the father said, oh, so I guess that, I think it was a baby sheep, baby chicken is homeless. And the four-year-old said, what is homelessness? What what does that even mean? And he had a little conversation, and he goes on, and uh, the four-year-old says, well, can people be homeless? And his father explained, yeah, people can be homeless too. So we'll make sure you get a copy of the link to this for anybody who wants to see it, or um, otherwise we'll find a way to get it to you. There, the boy goes on to say, Mom, Dad, can I have my allowance and any money you were even thinking about spending on toys for me, and I want to go help the homeless. And he puts on a little cape, and he goes to McDonald's, and he buys some sandwiches, and he's going around to the homeless in his community, and he's giving out these sandwiches. And it was really a thin moment, and... If it worked out, I would have showed you he really was the travel agent, right? He showed up as a travel agent to so many in his community, himself, his parents, the homeless, folks that recognize him and and help him. And he, um, he ends by saying, don't forget to share the love. So it's a beautiful video. Divine intervention is what brought us uh, to hear about that story. And it also relates to another one. I'm I'm hopeful Chuck might be able to do better finding the video, but it's a reference to Mr. Rogers, and he's brought lots of folks onto his show. And at one point, he brings a handicapped child on, and they're talking, and at the end, he asks the child to pray for him, for the child to pray for Mr. Rogers. And everyone said, well, I guess you messed up there, and you said, do you mind if I pray for you? And Mr. Rogers' comeback was, no. He is so much closer to God 
through everything he's been through, those broken moments, those blessed moments that made him closer to God or in a thinner space to pray for Mr. Rogers. And so those are the two, that's check mark. We're off the second corny uh, part of it. But it was really great to see that uh, it does show up in certain videos and certain examples around us. So after we come back from the next song, uh, we're going to invite some folks from uh, the congregation up to help continue to work on this and show uh, how it comes up more for them. So I'll ask the band to come out. And um, I really appreciate another curveball we threw and shows the flexibility of the volunteers. Just about a week ago, I asked Ray if he could work on a song for me because the last time I came up here, uh, the butterflies in my stomach were, you have no idea how <laughs> nervous I was then, nervous I am now, nervous I was earlier. And in both times, something about the song just quieted it down a little bit, helped immensely. So a great appreciation to the band for working on the songs to help. That is awesome. Thank you. It is a game I can't win. I keep forgetting that. Um, the other thing, Joe and Andy are coming up uh, to help us with the second part, because the first half of this was um, if you're too busy talking, you're not busy listening. So now we're moving to the really helpful part of the service, and we'll get to listen to Andy and Joe uh, help out. I'm grateful. Uh, we brought this up a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of the small groups that started years ago at one of the services was what we called the Dad's Group. And there's been several of us that have been gathering ever since, and we try and get together even outside of any formal series. And I asked uh, for any volunteers, and uh, I really can't tell you how grateful I am that Andy and Joe agreed to help out with that. So with that, let me grab the mic. And if we could turn the lights on over there, we'll be moving the chairs over here, I guess. All right. So, uh, again, thank you guys for both coming here. Um, maybe take just a minute to introduce yourselves and let everybody know who you are. Hi, I'm Andy Gay. And I'm Joe Valente. Great. Um, when we were talking about this a little bit, even as part of the Fathers group and other things, we, we came up with a question of when a thin space maybe came up in your life. Um, I think we also defined it as was there anything you guys did during those moments to make it ready for those thin spaces, or did it kind of come up without intentionality? So if you could share with everybody some thin spaces and times in your, your life. Want me to go first? Okay. So mine was not a uh, planned moment at all. Um, you can know me for a long time in my life before you may learn that I have an older brother whose name is James. Uh, he was... Um, uh, obviously born before me, but he did not live long enough for me to know or experience him uh, in my life. But he, um, he was with me throughout you know, my teenage years, throughout my adulthood, and, and still today. It's, it's really amazing to uh, know how much you can miss someone that you never actually laid eyes on and uh, experienced in your life. So I'm going to really cheer up this place uh, this morning <laughs> and not only talk about uh, his experience uh, and his death, but my mother's death as well. So as I said, I, I, I missed my brother very much, and my wife and I named our son after him. So, you know, he lives with me all the time, but it's just not something that I, that I talk about a whole lot. Uh, fast forward to the early 90s, I was 
a senior in college, and my mother, who had survived cancer once before, was facing uh, another challenge, and she had been diagnosed with bone cancer. So when I finished school, uh, I moved home, and, and I took care of her for a year until, until she passed in August of 1994, and it was a really good time. Uh, she and I not necessarily always saw eye to eye as I was growing up as a teenager and as a young adult, so there was a lot of reconciliation within that time period that I was home. And she had bone cancer, but she was, um, her, her organs were failing faster than, than the bone cancer was progressing. And I remember a lot of times when I would sit with her in her room and we would talk about things. So one time in particular, it was only a couple of days before her death, and she was sitting up in bed, and I was sitting next to her and talking. And she and I were talking eye to eye, and then all of a sudden I realized for a moment that she was still talking, but she wasn't looking at me anymore. She was sort of looking off to the side. And all of a sudden she just said, oh, I'm going to try to get through this. She just... Um, she was talking to my brother, and she told him that it's okay, he didn't have to wait very much longer, she was going to be there soon. And she was sitting there having a conversation with him, he was sitting there right on the edge of the bed, and um, it was almost as if he came down to take her away, because she died only about 48 hours after that. So that's my, uh, that's my share for today. Um, when I was thinking about this, I could probably come up with a thousand examples. And it's not because I'm any special person. I'm probably the opposite of that. Um, it's just that I think it's God's way of of letting me know that we are together, that we are here, that he's there, that, he, that don't stray too far. Um, I'm here. And um, so... I have similar stories uh, of Andy, but we won't go down there since he did, but um, with my sister, uh, who was an amazing human, who, who passed away very young of cancer. But uh, i say something on, on, a, on a happier note. Um, I was divorced, feeling like the worst person in the world, um, three great kids who have always been my life. And um, I went into this little outreach church um, through the uh, through a friend of mine who had been down the wrong way. And someone said to me, you know, you saw that I was down and out, not feeling good. And, and I was usually an upbeat guy. And, and he's like, hey, you should go talk to Danny. And I said, Danny, what is Danny going to do for me? You know, Danny's not the, he's crazy. He said, no, no, Danny has <laughs> turned his life around. So uh, that day, I grew up in South Philly and I was back in Center City. Um, There's a little street 100 yards from my mom and dad's house that I'd never, ever parked up because it was so tiny, the street. I worried about my car getting hit. That day, the only spot in the area was on that street right in front of Danny's house. I'd never parked there in 32, well, 16 years of driving, ever. So 
I go talk to Danny, and then they were having this little outreach um, church, and it was the very first service. And I had never been to any church but a Catholic church in my life, and I came from an Italian Catholic family that, you know, if you weren't Catholic, you're crazy, there's something wrong with you, and all that nonsense. So, um, so I go to this place, and no one looked like me, acted like me, talked like me, and uh, and I see this gorgeous five foot eleven hippie looking girl again, direct opposite of me, <laughs> you know, no shoes on, dancing like she could care less about what was happening, and and I'm like, what she's got. I need in my life. And um, I couldn't, at that moment, and the people that we, I met there, again, none of them looked like me, talked to like me. I couldn't wait to get to that place for two, three years until our wonderful Pastor Chuck also had a, he had serious health issues, so we had to take a job at a bigger church in Boston. We were just a little, I mean, it was a storefront off the corner of Fifth and South. And um, so, I mean, I, I never felt the walls thinner to heaven than being around people who just had a, as many problems as me, as many good things going on in their life, but just totally different and welcoming. And, and that gorgeous woman is my wife now, Beth. Um, and, I, and I'd never, ever, anytime I'm feeling thick, I just... Th- listen to her speak of her job and her compassion for people and her life and the thickness, like, I want to smack myself in the head, like, you know, <laughs> you're an idiot, you know? So that's my uh, thinness on that part. All right. Thanks. Uh, hold on to it for one more second. So usually they say reserve the applause to the end. That, that I, both of you guys, I mean, thank you. Uh, They are great examples so many times of, of, of you know, thin places and how they come up on intentionality or in an uh, unfilled parking spot. It can come that way, but also a little bit more about how you guys use those moments. Um, so the last question I have for you is, when life today, so those are, you talked about past experience that, that felt thin, and life creeps in or whatever you define as a thickness in your life, is there anything you do now to bring yourself back to thin places or thin spaces? I forgot about this question. So, <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but sometimes like uh, getting out into nature or your, your question earlier on in the service is, you know, where is it a place where we feel like we're in a thinner space? And I think this sometimes as corny as it sounds, driving up the highway with no windows on. I mean, no windows uh, up, no radio on, just driving and, and uh, sort of getting away from everything else. That's great. Um, I did think more about this one than the first question, so that's, I was a little <laughs> living there. So um, there's a couple of places for me. One, um, oh, when the walls are getting thick, I do often think of events coming up in others' lives that I'm close to that I know I could be a part of, whether it's my kids have a game or, uh, and I can't wait for that. My middle son, Thomas, he 
him and I just went to Las Vegas for his 21st birthday for three days, and it meant more to me that he wanted me to go with him mm. than anything else. And so when things are down or I'm, that walls are thick to heaven, I, I oftentimes just think of, like you were mentioning earlier, my kids and things we have going on there. But um, Lake George, uh, if anybody knows Lake George, is definitely a, a thin place for me. I'm not a fisherman. I do love the water, but just that place. And uh, Saratoga is uh, the world's greatest horse racing, and it's our favorite town in America. And I'm a big horse racing guy. 6 a.m., watching horses train with a cup of coffee with the, the haze going away to the sun is as thin as it gets for me. Um, and the last one would be something we're going to do today is music. Like we all, I think, enjoy music. And we go out to listen and dance often, bring our kids places we can't. I think part of that for me, what, why I love it so much is just, I think it's what, this is what heaven is, is it's people of different race, color, creed, socioeconomic backgrounds strictly there to enjoy the music. And I think that's our, we love that. And I think that's what, that's what heaven is. That's going to be heaven when we get there is every walk of life there uh, for one goal. So that's that it. is awesome. All right. Thank you both. That was extremely helpful. <laughs> Thanks. 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 Uh, let me just put this down so I don't cause any interference. So, so the obvious conclusion is that um, thin spaces only happen for dads, right? That's the obvious conclusion. No, of course it isn't. Um, we're going to try one more time, and if it doesn't happen, um, I promise we will get this video shown another time. But uh, I'm going to see if we can bring up one other clip. And if it doesn't come up, we're moving to the ad lib portion. So for me in my life, the time that I've experienced thin places the most is always when I'm working with kids. And I remember specifically there was an experience I had the summer before I left for college while I was working at a summer camp that I went to. Um, I was having a really hard summer. I was super afraid of leaving for school in the fall that year. I was feeling really vulnerable and scared of the next step of leaving my home and going away to this place where I knew no one. And I remember specifically, there was one day where I was sitting on a porch at our camp and I was feeling particularly bad for myself and a little bit afraid and unsure of this next step. And one of my six-year-old campers came up to me and could tell that I was visibly upset. And she walked over to me and she just sort of put her hand on my arm and with, in the most sweet and loving voice, she said to me, you seem really sad, can I pray for you? And honestly, that moment sort of turned around my entire summer and my entire outlook on leaving for school that year because it really showed me that I wasn't alone. Um, I think I was in a place where I wasn't really fully accepting of thin places because I was so afraid of this next step. And 
this little girl sort of took down all those walls I had put up. Um, and she really represented to me the way that childlike love really represents that thin place and a place that we can be in where we're experiencing so much love around us and how I was supposed to be her counselor and be there to support her. And she ended up supporting me. And so for me, a lot of what that thin place was about was the experience of connecting with another person, even an unlikely person to go to for support um, and knowing that we can just all be there for each other. And so for me, that was the thin place. But really what I saw in that moment was that six-year-old was really understanding of this thin place because she saw no barriers between her and I, and she so, saw no reason not to ask if she could pray for me. Um, and that was a really sweet moment because I've sort of carried that with me ever since then, a, a way of how to treat others around me and continue to see those thin places. <laughs> All right. I, I am super glad that one worked out. That, uh, that's my daughter. Um, she is one of my travel agents. Um, like Joe and Andy, they're, they're my personal travel agents as well. My wife, my two other sons, my mom and dad, lots of travel agents. And I'm glad Tatiana talked about how a six-year-old can be a travel agent and how she sometimes, when the walls start closing in, she remembers that moment. She simply connects with that moment. Uh, Andy and Joe also talked about reconnecting with some of those moments um, to bring those thin spaces back. So uh, that was great. And it obviously shows that uh, thin spaces are not just for dads. They're for everybody. They happen in all sorts of folks' lives. They can happen at summer camp. They happen at the beach. They happen uh, driving up the turnpike and just getting into a quiet moment and that, you know, quieting your mind. So it is the time to kind of wrap up. What do we go through today? Um, I think we came to the conclusion that thin spaces are times and their places, and uh, we can do certain things to, to bring ourselves closer to feeling a connection, hopefully. Uh, my second conclusion was they are about connections, where two or more are gathered in his name is one example of it. Where we gather here on Sundays is another example of it. Um, and there's countless others. But it, it happens uh, quite frequently that we sense the connection, and without some intentionality on our part, it turns into a thin space. Third was um, the videos we didn't get to see, how it's just taking our questions about what is homelessness or, you know, what's going on or who is God sometimes and allowing that to become action in our lives. Uh, We saw some pictures earlier of a new church live community and congregation where they were taking action in their lives and, and it brings about thin spaces. So that was my third conclusion. My fourth is, uh, sometimes these thin spaces are very private and very unique. There's not a person in the world that could talk about that thin place And other times, they're very social, very open. They're experienced in great groups. And again, I refer back to some of those pictures where there's volunteers, um, and Angela asked for some volunteers in the uh, future weeks, where those thin spaces just come by allowing ourselves to focus on making a meal or clothing uh, the the cold or helping uh, someone in the community. So um, that was also a nice takeaway. And then lastly, it was how many ambassadors of thin spaces and how many travel agents of thin spaces are all around us and just to be open to that. And if we just maybe um, use, for me, what I've worked on this past week and a a small invite for each of you is how forgiveness 
becomes a way of quieting and allowing for thin spaces. So when I, last week, thought of um, grudges I'm holding, anger I'm holding, and I just tried to forgive, and not with the person uh, yet, hopefully that comes later, um, but using forgiveness as another vehicle to get through what felt like a thick space and get to a thinner space. But it was a way of just remembering that I have to work on it myself, and then, you know, as much as possible for the week coming forward, and we try and be a Monday morning congregation. So this week, I'm going to try and think of, and not in an overtly way, I won't be evangelizing so much, as just subtly trying to understand, can I be a travel agent for someone else to find their thin space? And that might be simply by not reacting myself and maybe just continuing to see my connection to God and that other person. So that's my calling for myself this week, and I would invite each of you to maybe think of ways that that could come up this week for you. I think that was just about everything. The third and final corny part. So I told you it felt originally like thick places are, for me, my anxieties and my worries and my lack of forgiveness uh, feels like a, a, a dark room that I'm in. And I started to think differently. And this couldn't have come up any better. We, we had to finally replace some shades. Um, there's all these different shades that maybe the room is not a dark room with no windows, but maybe it is just a shade. And what I liked about this prop, um, and it is corny, so I apologize, but it was, it was a great visual for me. There's uh, room darkening blinds. So the blinds I put up in my life have like extra layers just to make sure the darkness and the thickness is really, really good so I can stay in that you know, self-loathing place that I, I often go to. Um, so this shade represents a great thing, but it also reminded me that maybe the window of connection to my community, to my God, is just a, it's a window, and all I have to do is simply raise the shade. So... Thank you for bearing with the third and final corny part of the, uh, of the, of the session. And with that, we'll um, go to our last song. And again, thanks to all the volunteers who uh, helped me uh, get ready for this and adapted to some of the things uh, that happened today. Thank you for all coming today, and have a great Sunday. Actually, if I could take one more moment, I, I'm sorry, I'm just looking here. I did ask if Joe and Andy could come back up and help us close with a prayer before we go to the final song. Sorry, this is part of it. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us here at New Church Live to experience this generate this congregation as a thin place, a time and a place to where we feel a little closer to heaven and a place to leave our fears and worries behind. Lord, bless each of us gathered here as we seek out our personal thin place. Bless each of the people in our lives that remind us how close to heaven we are. And for those that invite us to see more clearly how close you, you, to you we are. Lord, thank you for both the broken and blessed times that clear out the blurriness and lead us to thin places. Let this week be filled with clarity that it is always a thin place 
and your invitation to lift the blinds and simply be reminded of how close we are to you. Help us this week to bring others we encounter to their thin places. Remind them that thin spaces in their lives. And finally, thank you for this time, this place, and these people. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv. 